Welcome back to the AOT Chronicles and Attack on Titan podcast. I'm your host, Chaz. I don't know why you said it like that. My name's Ronnie. And uh, we got a decent one for you today. I said I didn't know why you said it like that, and then I kind of used the same voice. <laughs> Mine's a little better, though. But uh, yeah, we got a decent one today. Whoa. It's... What? That's what you got? Just a, we got a decent one today? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't anything just crazy or spectacular. Wow. But... People are so excited now. <laughs> like, oh, wow. Ronnie and Chad got a decent one All right, for fine. Us we today. got a great one today, okay? The episode itself might have been decent. Our episode is great. Great. It's always great, but yeah, season two, episode eight, or episode 33, whichever way you want to go by, and uh, it's called The Hunters. Hmm. All right. Hmm. Flying through this second season, let me say. Yeah, flying through it. It's also a short season. It's about half. Well, it's not even hey, half, right? Hence while we're flying through it, right? I guess. It's uh, it's more than half, technically, right? Because what? What it's, are the other ones? 22? Uh, well, 20, I guess season, well, one, season was, one was 25. Season one was 25. Season three is 22. Okay, so it's more than half for season three, less than half for season one. Math. Mathematics. <laughs> That's what the people come here for. Is there any other uh, equations we need to work out before we get into Just this? Just send us your math problems and we'll work them out right here at the beginning of the podcast. Thepodcastchronicles right. at gmail.com. Thanks. Season 2, episode 8, or 33. It, that's how. That's also math right there. Episode 33, because if you add 8 yep. from 25... You get to 33. Yep. Okay. Okay, cool. We got that covered. Let's get right into it. So we're right where we left off. Um... We've got the impact of Bertolt's, or the Colossal Titan's fall. Um, and let me say, this this thing blew away Yeah, a lot more heat and steam than I expected. I mean, I guess I should have expected that, but... Upon impact, it was like a, a steam bomb. Yeah. Um, you know, in the, mid- in the midst of all of that, we have Reiner biting Aaron's nape, ripping Aaron out. By the way, we've got Burt. He gets out of his colossal form with Ymir, but he also has ODM gear on. So now we know why he ate that random soldier. Yeah, whatever happened to that guy, ago. though? I'm sure he just uh, let him fry. <laughs> <laughs> whatever did that, Whatever happened to the old poor some other guy? I know. <laughs> poor dude. But uh, yeah, so Bertolt puts on the gear. They probably could have done that a few episodes ago. I'm still just t- tied up with this. It just seems like if Bert had just asked, the guy probably would have been very nice and just said, oh, yeah, sure, here you go. But, yeah, he, he puts on the gear, and he zips up on Reiner, and he's got Ymir with him, and Reiner runs off with his armored form. And I guess, too, our, uh, Reiner's arm was ripped off earlier, right? I guess that's already regened at this point. Yeah, that, yeah, because... Yeah, Aaron ripped it off. both of them are on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... And two, he's Reiner's kind of a cheat code with his Titan. Like he's got armor all over him, so he you really can't even hurt him. But they run off, and we go into the next scene with Pixis. Pixis, our boy Pixis, on Let's top of the go. wall in trust. Miss this guy. Miss this guy a lot. But uh, he's sleeping. Well. With- Sleeping, or he's just completely wasted right here at 9.15 in the morning. 
Well, I just love how he's crisscross applesauce. And I mean, just... before he even says anything here in this scene, you can just see why he's such a great leader. <laughs> so yeah, he's crisscross applesauce. He He's either dozed off or just hammered or both. And there's just booze bottles all around him. Um, he's awakened by one of the soldiers who just cannot believe that he drank all of that. Does she not know this guy? Of course he drank all of that. This girl clearly is not leadership material. He, She's not even on Pixis' radar. I, I do love, though, how she's like, you need to slow down with all this. I don't want to have to change your diapers soon. He's like, sure, as he's like unscrewing his flask. and Yeah. And he's like, well, back. I, his comment was like, well, being cared for by a pretty lady is fine with me. Um, so picks it, baller picks this man. I mean, he's already won my heart over this episode. Pixis then talks about Hannes's squad, though, in the garrison, how they've been looking for the hole in the wall and that there probably isn't even one. He's kind of already caught on to this as well. Um, and that's when Erwin flies up on top of the wall. And Pixis says, wow, Erwin, I heard you caught one of those little hoodlums, one of those Titan guys. Do you think that Pixis knows about there not being or assumes there's not a hole in the wall because he knows something more about these Titans? Or is it more like a uh, he just expects the worst at this point and he's just like, what could be the most annoying thing that could happen at this point? That's just no hole in the wall. Somehow... There's a whole other side of these things we still don't even understand. Which which way are you jumping on there? I'm on that the way you just said. I, I feel like he's giving up hope. That's why there's just booze all around him. He's, he's just like, so Whatever. miserable. He's yeah. just like, one will probably fly by here in a second. He's just, just been staying at Trost ever since it was. <laughs> <laughs> and then Erwin explains to him, though, um, he's like, yeah, we're still one step behind him. And Pixis is like, well, maybe now that you got one of those guys, the military police, they'll reconsider their thoughts on how everything works. Um, which I highly doubt that. The military police suck. Not a fan. Page turn. Page turn. Should give him a second. He executed the page turn. He's got to find where his next writing is. Okay. Top of the page. I should have looked there from the beginning. Wow. Aaron left to right. Okay. Yeah, it's I was like, sorry. I was reading mangas earlier from right to left. Yeah. I started writing right to left but uh well i think the words are always left to right it's just the page turn is the words are left to right but you gotta turn the page you gotta turn the page to the left right to the right to left while reading it from if the captions are on you start with the captions on the right to left if that makes sense to you you just, the words are still from left to right but there's caption and bubbles and you go from right to left to read them right yeah yes and there you go. The more you know, and we're just spewing out bullshit to really, our, really our boy easy Paris, to get lost. Really who knows all this? Hey, yeah, don't listen to us about how to read a manga. For all I know, you might read three pages and then jump back two pages, and then jump forward four pages. I don't know. It's math. That's why we leave it leave it for the uh, professionals. But okay, we got Irwin, you know, showing the squads down below. Um, our motherfucking boy Johnny. Yeah, okay. Erwin and Jean, these guys just slid back in without even thinking about telling us what they've been up to. Yeah. It's like, oh, <laughs> hey, where have you guys been for the past six episodes? They're just like, run of the mill, just normal day-to-day operations. Just 
Well, hey, I love Jean. You know, he's still worried about his comrades. I guess he's just been sitting in a circle below Pixis this whole time. I don't know what he's been doing. Was he not mad that he didn't get to go on the trip with everyone else? Or is he, you know, is he getting special attention? What? I don't know. I, I'm still a little confused by that. I guess he was just put with that crew, and that was just kind of the luck of the draws, how, how I put it. All but, right. Um, you know, crews with no Titan experience, they're, they're all boasting to the side, talking about, oh, wow, I, I was hoping we'd see Titans today. You know, we would slay those guys. Those guys aren't even tough. Yeah. And Been waiting to get my hands on a couple <laughs> Titans. Levi's like... Okay, is this? Are we still in the same spot, right? I don't know if we're in the same exact spot, but I do know one thing. I think uh, Levi and Pastor Nick have just been sitting in this wagon for the past six episodes because this is where we left them, and now it's just day. Yep. And they're doing like some sort of hand on the wagon challenge where whoever wins gets a new jacket. Yeah. <laughs> Neither one of them have gone to the bathroom because. Uh, Nick obviously has his wall religion that's helping him get through it, and Levi just doesn't give a fuck. Well, Levi, we all know Levi loves the Wallace people. He's just best friends with them, so I think he just loves to have Nick as company. Levi loves to talk about poo, but he's actually, he doesn't require uh, going to the bathroom. Okay, then maybe that's why he talks about it so much. He wishes he poos. He's fascinated by the idea. <laughs> but I do love how he roasts those uh, military police guys. And he's like, hey, how about you come outside the walls for once if you really want to see some Titans? Yeah, get wrecked. Yeah, they changed their mind uh, real quick. What? We then have that squad that was sent back to inform uh, Pixis and them that there's nothing wrong with the walls. But on their way back, they ran into Hanji, who informed them that there were another three people from the 104th who are also Titans. And John's surprised, but he's also not too surprised, which is kind of funny to me, because he's just like, again? <laughs> really? <laughs> three more? <laughs> yeah, and then that's when uh, Sasha was actually with this person that was giving the messages. Our good girl Sasha, I know she's one of your favorite characters in the show, I just thought it was awesome to see her back and relaying this information. She's super important. She Yes, yeah, she seems like she's uh, become a messenger. They don't let yeah. her do anything too important, but she's quick. And so they just let her, because she also brought the news of, uh, she brought Hanji the, the scroll, news before, yeah. and now she's doing this. They're just like, they need something done. She's kind of like the little brother when you're downstairs or whatever, you want a cup of water, and you just say, hey, will you go get that for me? And all you got to say is, I'll time you. Yep. And they're like, oh, just tell me when. And you just say, go. And they go do it. And then you just make up a random number when they come yep. back. That's Sasha's. You're like, wow, you were kind of fast. That hope, hope you can beat it next time. Yeah. But yeah, at least Sasha's doing some important stuff, though. And then, of course, John, he starts, you know, worrying a little bit. He's like, well, what about the rest of them? Are they okay? And then... That's when the person says the Colossal and the Armor Titan were two of the people that we're talking about. What would you do if you were John and you heard that? You would be looking for any excuse to blame Aaron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he'd, be like, he'd be like, damn it, what did Aaron do this time? I was surprised he didn't say something like that. He's thinking that and then he's worried about... He wants to make sure that Mikasa's not one. Mm-hmm. I feel Which, like that's his two main things. Yeah, because he's trying to get in that. 
Then we go to uh, we go back to the aftermath of the colossal Titan, and on top of the wall, we got a bunch of people who were just burned from all the steam and just absolutely exhausted. You ever been burned by steam? Um, somewhat, yes. Uh, yeah, one time recently, pretty recently actually, uh, I've got a rice cooker, and okay. you, I don't know if you dabble with rice cookers, but they've got like a constant just jet of steam coming from the back of it, and I, you know, just was like, oh wow, look at that, look at that steam, and it looks like it's blowing out pretty hard, and I just put my hand over it, and... It hurt for it a good hurts. two days afterwards, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's probably pretty hot. I just shouldn't have done that. So so you're saying it definitely hurts, but it's not enough to like burn the skin off. Well, here's the thing. They couldn't get away from the steam because it enveloped them, whereas I stupidly put my hand over it and then immediately withdrew. Like, There's no way it was like indirect contact for more than a second, and it like bothered me for two days. It just, you know, made it real red. It wasn't too, too bad, but... So you're saying your, your injury was a lot worse than theirs? Is that what you're I was saying? saying it's probably pretty similar, but I can okay. understand why they might be just, like, laying down for a few minutes. Okay. So your injury's worse than... Is that I won't go that far, but I would just say that I my finger probably hurt more than they feel. Okay. Um, that's what I was trying to get to. We finally get the truth. It hurt more. <laughs> we then have Armin... Looking over Mikasa, who I guess Armin, he's not hurt at all. I guess he really just dodged this. Well, yeah, what about what about this? It's not Mikasa watching someone sleep for once. Armin's watching her sleep. Yeah. She does look pretty cute here. I mean, she has, you know, her cheeks are all rosy red, I guess, from the steam and stuff. But Armin then says, like... Huh. All right, write that down. Chaz finds first-degree burns cute. Well, it's not like she she's sleeping. It's not like she's hurt or anything. Well, she's gonna unless she took some Tylenol the night before. She's gonna wake up uh, feeling pretty pretty bad. Well, Armin says she has a concussion, more than likely, and being the great doctor that he is, he's just letting her sleep into a, a coma. <laughs> <laughs> There's one rule, I guess. Don't let him sleep, and that's just what Armin's letting her do. But then we hop right into she the just calling needs to card. Sleep it off. Yeah, just sleep that, sleep that concussion off. Uh, I'm sure you won't fall into a two-month coma. But we go into the calling card where it talks about field rations. Okay, this is an important one, guys. Let's listen up. High-calorie crackers and canned food. All right, so All we're right. back to a flashback. Pretty, with Pretty important. Thanks for making sure we got everyone's attention there. Uh-huh. Okay. We're in a flashback now with Armin uh, getting Mikasa to come help with three bullies that apparently are in a fight with Aaron. Okay, Armin, just leaving your buddy behind to get Mikasa. We see you. I respect it. He knows he's not doing anything. He goes That's to get true. someone that could. That's true. Big brain Armin. Always thinking smart. It's like, you know, when me and you used to get in tussles, my brother, he wouldn't break it up. He'd just run and go tell my dad. Yep. And, then, and then you'd have to be go home and we'd be like no no we're fine we're fine and we wouldn't get to hang out for two weeks yeah that stupid ninja turtles game boy advanced game to always beat you at it and you'd get pissed off and then we'd come into the fight like well, you uh you acted like you liked power rangers for 10 years and 
I found out recently well, that was all a lie. I was more of a Ninja Turtles guy. Donatello, even though he's everyone's least favorite, he was one of my favorites because he had the cool-ass bamboo stick, and I would always beat you at that game. I would just like to take the time. Did you or did you not act like you were all about Power I didn't Rangers act like it. Did you act? I liked him as a kid, and I don't remember it because it wasn't as important as other things, like, say, Ninja Turtles. All I'm saying is basically our entire friendship from the age of... 6 to 12 was based off Power Rangers, and here I come to find later on that you can't even name two Power Rangers other than yeah, the colors, which clearly don't count. Go. Red and yellow. Yep. What did I just say before you said that? You said other than the colors that don't uh, count, but uh, red and yellow uh, count. Uh, They're good Oh. <laughs> and I'll never forgive you for having the coolest Power Ranger toy where it was a normal person's head, and you could hit their power belt, and then it would flip... They would flip. Had a contraption where it would flip, and then they'd morph out. Their head would be a uh, a Power Ranger version. You don't even remember having it, and it was the coolest toy. And now I, I wish remember I would having have... it. I just didn't nope. care that much because, nope. like, I was such a rich kid. Don't, I had all these things. Don't try and fool the <laughs> listeners. We've had this conversation multiple times. You don't remember it. Wish I would have stolen it. Anyways, back to the show. Okay, we're we doing a show. Oh my god, <laughs> we're back to the ten-year-old Mikasa, Armin, and Aaron. Least favorite one. And <laughs> Mikasa comes flying in to save Aaron. and Felt like an unneeded shot. <laughs> and drop kicks the stupid bullies right off of Aaron's stupid face. And then Hannes and friends are all drunk and just sitting by the, you know, the good old garrison people just watching, hammered. And that's when a merchant tells them to help and they're like no everything's good everything's fine boss and just like that and then yeah. we hop right into chaz's quote of the day wow get excited that's not gonna play well on audio i shouldn't have done it and then you definitely shouldn't have repeated me doing so it. don't yeah don't do that okay um edit that out ronnie yeah okay. I'll, probably, I'll probably have to all right so chaz's quote of the day you're a waste of our taxes. Fucking loved wow. that this merchant brought back taxes to the table. Yeah. This show is not the same when they're not talking about taxes. When they're not talking about how cruel of a world it is, and then they're not talking about taxes, that does seem to be your two favorite things. Um, and I just it just pisses Hannes off the most. When you bring up taxes, it's going to piss anybody off. Who, by the way, you know is drunk. Um, because it's anime and he's blushing extremely heavily. That's how you know. So yes. He's got the rosy cheeks. And he's just wasting tax money on booze. This guy. But Hannes gets, you know, heated from that. And then he starts fighting the merchant. He just starts <laughs> throwing hands at this guy. This is an awesome scene. I'm, I'm glad they brought this back. But Aaron, um, obviously is just too small. He's just a little dipshit. Mikasa has to kick their ass, and then Mikasa screams, Eren, and then she wakes up, because he starts to get taken off, you know, whatever, it's a cool little flashback, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, because we always heard about, uh, I mean, I guess we've seen it a little bit, but I feel like this was the first time we really saw Mikasa come in and save the day, there was the one time that she kind of started running at those boys, and they were like, oh, it's yeah. her, and then they ran away, but... We really get to see her kick some butt this time. Yep, and she wakes up, and she looks down, you know, over the wall. and Titan sees, of the week! 
CZ Aftermath and the Titan of the Week, Ronnie. Okay, yeah, let's the hear one it. that looks like he's sunbathing. <laughs> he's just getting a great old tan, you know? She wakes up, she looks over, and that guy's just hanging out for the world to see. He just looks over, like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> I love, yeah, I, I love it. Um, well, you get my back. He, if he could talk, that's what he would say to her. Our, you know, Armin, though, he's he starts saying what happened and then that it's been five hours since Reiner ran off with Aaron, which is a long time. A very long time. If you didn't, if you guys didn't know, that's like sixty times five. Yeah. Whatever that. That's how many minutes that is. Sixty times five. Yeah. It's crazy. I. You keep looking at me. You want me to do that math? No, I was just saying that's okay. Yeah. So then we see Hanji. You know, she's up on the wall too. She's pretty injured. Um, I'm she, sorry. Did you say that was when Mikasa asked why he always leaves? Did you say that? Um. No, I did not. Am I getting ahead that. of you? Or is that you think that's when she said that? I think I, I think you're getting ahead of me because I, I oh, wanted okay. to make this point real quick. Awesome. Um, Go ahead. Yeah, this is a stay tuned. Stay tuned for my awesome thing on why when Mikasa okay. asks why she leaves. We'll, we'll get into that right after I yeah, say yeah. this really important part. I just want to tell the people stay tuned. Okay. So Hanji, we see her on so, the ground injured. Stay tuned. <laughs> Hanji looks like a damn dime piece. But okay, now we're back to you. Oh, is that what you... That's all I wanted to get across. So now we're there? So now we're there. Alright, so this is what you're staying tuned for. Thanks for staying tuned. Mikasa asks why Aaron's always leaving. Um, and I can't stress this enough, Mikasa. It's because he's doing whatever it takes to put space between him and you and Armin. Alright? <laughs> I They have you not grasped Armin? this situation yet. You think he wants to have space between Armin? I think it's just mainly her. No, I think Armin kind of like gets on his... Armin's like the friend where, um, like of course, I was always a super nice person, but you always had this well, friend you're okay. where like he would come over to your house and you guys would have like the best time, but then you'd go to like school or somewhere and he'd like come up and try and just hang out with you, but like your cooler friends were around and you were just a straight up dick to him. Are you talking about me and your friendship? Well, no, 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 because... Um, we had a special type of friendship that two people have when they've got a great friendship. But yeah. you def there was definitely some people that you were uh, when I was hanging around them. all the really cool guys. Yeah. Okay. And I just stayed like level headed. Usually that person would cry, <laughs> and I would kind of like take a break from hanging yeah. out with the cool kids, and I'd go over and we'd have like s'mores stuff like that, and I'd just be like, "Listen, that's what you're gonna get with Chad." It's kind of like what you. Kind of sounds like you're talking about yourself, crying. I mean, but, uh, if that's what you want to think, that sounds like what the mean guy would say. So go for it. I, I wasn't mean. I was nice. But okay, let's get back to it. Always distracting and always pulling that stupid bullshit of yours. No wonder I was always with the cool kids and you weren't. But anyways, we got Hannes. You know, he comes up and he offers food for, uh, you know, Mikasa and Armin. Yeah, these field rations look delicious. Oh, yeah. So how, about, how about the show getting ahead of itself, telling about yeah. these field rations before we freaking saw them? Spoilers, dude. Spoiler. Pisses me off when they spoil yeah. the show for us. I knew everything about these field rations before I even saw anyone grab one or eat one. Yeah. It's Just ridiculous. ruin the show, dude. <sighs> no one, and I'm kind of a little pissed off at our uh, fans, and, well, I wouldn't even call them fans, our fan, um, not telling us about this spoiler. Aren't they, 
you know, it's like give a spoiler-free a, show. Giving us a heads up. Yeah, give us a heads up next time, guys. Come on. Hey, Ronnie, Chad, uh, you know, episode eight, just heads up. They talk about field rations before they actually see them on screen. Okay. So Hannah starts talking about the good old days and how uh, Mikasa and Armin are always there to clean up Aaron's mess, which they are. Aaron yeah. is a dipshit, is basically what he's saying. Here, I'll sum up some of the speech for you. Hannah is basically just like... You know, guys, I just wish I knew we were in the good times when we were in the good times because now we're out of the good times. And it's just like, you know, if we knew back then that those were the good times, we could have really stopped and been like, guys, look at us. We are in the good times. (laughs) I think you put that right on the head, dude. You nailed it right on the freaking head. I also love how he's just tearing into Aaron, too, saying things like, don't even think I've ever seen that guy win a battle. I think that's my favorite part of his speech, is him just ripping Aaron. But I will say, it made me a little sad, and I almost started crying at this scene, because it's like, oh wow, look how much they've been through. You know, they they were just little kids back then, and now they're fighting. Aaron's a titan. Aaron just got bitten out of a titan. He's being carried away by the armored and colossal titan. Yeah. What is even happening in this show anymore? I just want those good little kids back, and I want a good, happy-go-lucky show. And I'm I just tired want, of this. I just want the good times. I do like how, at the end of that, though, Hannes says that he's more than happy to be a drunk, useless soldier. Because that would be me. I just want to be a drunk, useless soldier. I don't want any of this bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, but, that sounds like something you'd want to do. Is that like a little dig? Or? What? No, I was just... Okay. Whatever. He then says he's... Com- he's Coming with them to get Aaron back because without those three together, he can't bring back the good days when he knew he was in the good days back in right. the good times. So Hannes has got some resolve and some determination in him now. He's not just a little drunk guy, you know, just chilling out. This guy's motivated. But still drunk. But still drunk. More I'm, than I'm likely. Team, I'm team Hannes now, by the way. Let's go. Yeah, Hannes is, uh, is awesome. So, Armin and Mikasa, they finally get motivated, and they just start eating the shit out of this food. They are, I mean, cue the angry eating tough cracker scene. These things, wow. They're going to bite their tongue, and their tongue's going to completely fall off. This is the most (laughs) aggressive swallowing slash chewing I've ever seen. Yeah, it reminds me, anytime you're eating a Dairy Queen Blizzard, how you just go ham into it. You usually order about two of them. And you just demolish those things. Well, it's too Crazy. cold. You can't do that. What would you What would you liken these uh, field rations biting into it? Is there something that you would equivalent it to? Reminds me of like a uh, a graham cracker protein type thing. Like graham a, cracker protein. Like a type thicker thing. graham cracker that just and it doesn't really have much okay. taste. It's got like a hint of cinnamon in it. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go. Um, oh, okay. I think if you. I think it's like if you stacked five Triscuits on top of each other and just yes. bit into it, that's yeah. what it would feel like to bite into. I like Triscuits, by the way. Yeah. We then got our boy Connie. Okay. The great uh, great vehicle for cheese. Just slap a little slice of cheese on a Triscuit. It's great. No, that's not you what I do. just eat plain Triscuits? Yeah. All right. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure on the box they've got cheese on them. But. I mean, that's what Hannah says. It's, uh, it's not It's not bad, but it's not good, okay? 
You yeah. just eat it. I'm not saying that in the show they're not eating plain Triscuits. I'm asking yeah. if you in day-to-day life just eat plain Triscuits. Well, I don't eat Triscuits every day, but yeah, in real life, <laughs> Couldn't yeah. tell you the last time I had a Triscuit. Sponsor and us, Triscuits. Yeah, let's reach out to, let's reach out to Triscuits after this episode. Um, I'll call them. I'll give them a heads up. All right, so we got Connie coming over. He's like, I'm coming with y'all too because I want to hear Bertolt and Reiner... I want to hear it from them, why they're the enemies and why they did this. Poor Connie, dude. He got rescued by Reiner, and Reiner ends up being the armor titan. What a shame. It's confusing. Okay, so then we got Hanji, you know, waking up, and the horses are on the other side of the wall, and they don't have the lift with them, so they can't get them to go right off to catch up to Reiner. What a disaster. It's a straight-up disaster. I mean, literally... An episode, two episodes ago, we learned how supposedly mobile these things were, and now we just don't have any. Yeah. So, Hanji, you know, she's got Moblet with her on top of the wall. Yeah. Moblet's a, such a good, he's such a good side character. He's just day one for Hanji. I feel like I would be Moblet if I was in this show. Yeah, I really like Moblet, how um, my favorite part is how no one would know his name unless they looked it up. And how he's extremely boring. That's, I think, my favorite part about him. Well, no, okay, this is the part you're missing. How Hanji didn't have her glasses on a second ago, and she looked like a queen. That Moblet is day one for her, and he will do whatever she wants. He'll be her little scientist helper. He'll ride off to a different city, to Connie City, to go, you know, look for stuff. He'll I'm really glad you mentioned the fact that Hanji didn't have her glasses on because I do just want to point out that 70% of her hotness is held within the glasses. Um, well, but that's my point was that she looked like a dime piece laying well, there without mm. her glasses. Them rosy cheeks. Well, it wasn't the well, glasses. Well, Hanji then says that she knows that they'll probably rest because they have to be exhausted from that fight and that the most likely place that they will be resting will be in the forest to stay away from the Titans. And then that's when Aaron wakes up in the forest with no arms. What a loser. (laughs) Doesn't even have his arms. Besides Ymir, who does not have her arm or her leg, and Reiner and Bertolt, they both have ODM gear and... Are laughing at him, and then that's when we have. Er, is this when we have Erwin come up, or am I getting ahead of, ahead of myself? Uh, I, I, it's got to be because we're okay, right yeah, yeah. at the end of the episode. So yeah, this is when Erwin comes up, and you know the lifts get there, the horse back up horses, and they're like, "All right, we're listening to Hanji, we're riding off, we're catching up to him." Suzume, mm-hmm. and they ride off. Suzume, exactly. All right, good episode. Hey, you don't have to clap. Wait, we're not. This no terrible for pod. Don't clap. Um, Wait, this is a podcast. Now, like I said before, send your feedback to the podcast chronicles at gmail.com. We don't have a whole lot today. We just got a, another email from our good friend Catherine. She Catherine. She said she sent our most detailed email yet, which let me just say, we appreciate. Oh yeah, much love. Just some of the highlights. She was nice enough to go, like we were saying before, we are not, we don't claim to be Attack on Titan experts. Just because we have a podcast doesn't mean that we're that great. The manga readers 
we you, you have our utmost respect and so she's read the mangas and she kind of filled us in on a couple more scenes with Annie and Aaron that made their relationship a little bit um, better so I, I enjoyed that uh, hated really hated that she complimented you on your taste of animes thank you Catherine you haven't really shut <laughs> you haven't really shut up about that all week um, it's she, the happiest I've been in a very long time she sent some very good recommendations to you and I'll let you go ahead and screen test those and then let me know if there's something that I would be interested in one of the recommendations that she said was the promised Neverland that was actually the only one that I saw on her recommendations and it is very good and very scary. I was actually scared during that one. But. Well, I'll be the first one to admit I am a horror bitch. Probably can't do that one, but let me know what else you got. Thank you okay. so much, Catherine, for sending us those. Uh, she also told us about a slap on Titan, and I have not. I've actually not seen that. Yeah, we're gonna have to check that out. And then I guess another thing I'll mention too is. She was so nice to say, first of all, she really enjoyed your segment, uh, Chad's Quote of the Day. Thank you, Catherine. And then she also liked the segment, Learn a Little Something About Ronnie and Chaz. Thank you, Catherine. And we really just appreciated that you liked that segment because we really expected people to hate it. Mm -hmm. If you hate it, please still let us know. But let's go ahead and get into the segment. Let's get into it. Do you want me to tell the listeners what it's all about? Wow, you're catching on. I would love for you to tell okay. the listeners what it's all about. So basically in this segment, um, you kind of just learn a little bit about Ronnie and Chaz. All right, I'm going to take this one, um, throw it back to when my family owned a, uh, a little boat, you know, it wasn't too crazy of a boat, just your typical speedboat, probably hold, you know, six, eight people. And me and my friend... 68 people, is that what you just said? Six to eight people. Oh, six to eight, okay. It was a yacht. <laughs> no, 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 no. And so anyway, you know, our favorite thing was go to the lake and tube. And so one day I got to bring a friend along. It was not uh, Chaz. We weren't talking at the time. I don't think he'd really cool piss me off about some Power Rangers. Um, so I was with my friend Austin and we... Austin was a very wild person and... We couldn't wait to go tube at the lake, but my dad told me specifically, he said, we're going to hang out at my friend's lake house. I will take you guys tubing, but not until I tell you it's time. Don't ask. I will let you know when. Well, proceed to the lake house and, you know, Austin and I not finding very entertaining things to do, so... Austin asked him to take his tubing. I asked twice. Eventually, he said, okay, you guys want to go tubing? Let's go stinking tubing. He put us on the back of the tube. We hit the open waters. He revved up the engine. Um, you know, in tubing terms, if you do a thumbs up, that means go quicker. Austin was just a little asshole. He kept doing it. <laughs> and um, eventually, I felt like we were going way faster than I've ever gone on a tube. We went outside the wake. We hit a thing. We went into a 90-degree parallel <laughs> in the air. I hit the water harder than I've ever done before. I came up completely lost as to where I was. I finally found Austin. Uh, my life jacket had twisted itself four times on the right flap. Austin's was completely busted with styrofoam taken out. He said, wow, that was awesome. I knew my dad was very mad. He came back up. 
Austin said, how fast were we going? My dad said, I don't know. I looked down and saw that it was close to 60. And then that was the last time we tubed and we went back in and Austin didn't come back over for a while. Oh, you're dead. Good old, good old, uh, Lars. Lars. <laughs> anyway, okay, I guess I'll, I'll jump into a quick story this time. Uh, this has been a really long time ago, but me and my sister Jessica, I've mentioned her before on this podcast, we were riding in my parents' minivan. I assume she was probably around six. I'm about three years older. I was probably nine years old. We were actually going camping, and we were in the back seat, and I looked down, and I saw in the middle of our seats, there was a giant lizard, like one of the biggest lizards I've ever seen. Just inside your car? Inside the car, but it was just sitting there. So I was like, you know how you have like faked toy animals when you're younger? Yeah. So I asked, I asked, uh, I asked Jessica when she picked up this fake uh, lizard pet. Right. I was like, oh, when'd you get this toy? That's pretty cool. And she she proceeds to look down and scream as loud as possible because it was not fake. And that's when it jumped in the air, okay? She screams, it jumps in the air. Yeah, as opposed to jumping not in the air. And I, sw- I swung my arm, I hit it, and it flew across the minivan. And my parents were like freaking out because they're like, what's happening? And they pull over and we never found the lizard. It's still in your car to this day. It's still in that minivan to this day. But it was pretty awesome because uh, we almost got in a wreck and died from what I thought was a fake lizard. So there you go. This is the greatest thing about the segment. You learn a little bit about us every time. This time we learned that you uh, you could not be here right now because of a lizard. Yep. But thankfully you are, and that's exactly why you're gonna talk to the thankfully people. Thankfully I episode. am, and thankfully I was here to listen to Catherine compliment me and say that I was the All favorite right, one on the podcast. All right, we're still gonna talk about okay. that. Okay, awesome. Uh, Attack on Titan season four, December seventh. We'll talk with you guys soon for the next episode. Peace. Thanks, Catherine. Peace. <laughs>